Welcome on board to WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. It is time for Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic, author, and women in cinema advocate. His appearances always sponsored by the Campus Theater, Lewisburg. Matt Damon's Stillwater. Stillwater as an Oklahoma man who loves guns, country music, and his daughter, played by Abigail Breslin. Unfortunately, she's been in a French prison for five years, accused of killing her roommate. When Damon goes to visit, he discovers a new piece of evidence that may exonerate her. The girl's lawyer refuses to investigate it, so he obsessively does it on his own, venturing into some of the most dangerous parts of Marseille, looking for a mystery man who may or may not exist. What a bummer. He goes all the way to France and doesn't even get to see any of the nice parts of the country. Stillwater is being sold as a thriller, which is a little misleading. Suspense isn't really the intent here. Instead, the movie is a drama about how this guy attempts to make up for having been a lousy father by trying to get his daughter out of jail. Damon is excellent in the lead role, making us feel his character's determination, as well as his fear that he won't be successful. Breslin is great, too, conveying her character's desperation to go free. At 2 hours and 20 minutes, Stillwater could have used a little tightening, but the way this ordeal forces Damon's character to realize some uncomfortable truths about himself is never less than captivating. On a scale of one to four, I give it three and a half Amanda Knox's. Well, there because you obviously this movie was inspired by her story. <laughs> there Pretty obviously. Thank you. Okay. Well, and Amanda Knox, but did the father of Amanda Knox go to great lengths to get her out, or was it more of an international effort? Tell us about um, that. It was more that, that she was accused, and there were uh, a lot of beliefs that the police were inept and that they handled things in correctly and she couldn't really get anybody to look into that and eventually she was completely exonerated they found that there was a guy out there who had actually committed the murder and the inept police force just basically went the easy route and said oh it was probably her and kept her in jail for years so uh, she was eventually exonerated and she's not happy about this movie kind of borrowing a little bit from her story which I can understand but the rip from the headlines thing has been done in movies and TV shows for years so that's and, it, take it or her, leave it. And her accurate story is significantly different than this. Same theme, but the, all right. the details are different. So uh, she could still do her story, write the book, um, sell the movie rights, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. She's talked about feeling a little bit victimized, that they're obviously, the Abigail Breslin character is obviously inspired by her and her situation. And she says she kind of feels victimized again, that nobody consulted with her. Nobody asked her if it was okay to kind of borrow her story a little bit. Uh, so she's been very vocal in slamming Stillwater, and, and I can understand it, but, you know, for those of us who uh, are inclined to go see a new Matt Damon drama, it's very, very good. Well, Amanda Knox has plenty of time to capitalize on her story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, she, I mean, she, you snooze, you lose. I mean, is that, <laughs> am I being callous here? Well, I, you know, she could still do a lot of things with it. I, I think it's more just that uh, they did it without consulting her. But like I said, we've, uh, Law & Order did that on television for years. Something mm -hmm. would happen in the news and then they would turn it into a fictionalized version and address it on the show. I think that's fair game for movies and TV shows. All right, Matt Damon does a super job. He's really, really good in this movie, yes, and he plays that kind of stereotypical red state guy. He loves guns. He's always got a ball hat on, you know, kind of a man of few words, holds his emotions in, and that's what's interesting about the movie is that that facade wears down over the course of the film. You know, he, he wants to find this guy 
who may exonerate his daughter, and he has trouble doing that, and there's some doubt as to whether the guy even is out there or whether he exists at all. And, and so that toughness wears away, and Matt Damon does a really good job of showing that, how this guy goes from being very tough and determined to being insecure about whether he can pull this off. Right. More than two hours. Mm-hmm. It could have been tightened, is the phrase you use? Yeah, it's two hours and 20 minutes. I think this would have been a fantastic two-hour movie. There are a couple places where they could have trimmed things, and it would not have resulted in any loss of the story points. But, um, you know, it is, it is a little long, but still worth seeing. And I should emphasize again, it's not a thriller. It's a drama. It's really more character study about this guy trying to make up for having been a lousy father by doing this big thing for his daughter. So if you're going in there expecting it's going to be like Mel Gibson's Ransom or something like that, you're probably going to be disappointed. All right. Yeah, what's the other movie where Jason Statham goes after his kids or daughters or family or something like that? Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much every Jason kidnapped, Statham movie. <laughs> kidnapped, kidnapped two, it's kidnapped again. Plot. Holy smokes, you got kidnapped a third time and so right. on and so forth. Okay, I got you. Okay, so uh, Stillwater, three and a half. Amanda Knox's. Oh, that's right. Okay, how soon <laughs> we forget. All right, well, Matt Damon, terrible timing on this. A homophobic slur used the uh, F... Uh, a word to mm-hmm. describe uh, gays at some point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Matt Damon had a bad week PR-wise. He was out promoting Stillwater, and he told this story about having used that particular homophobic slur at the dinner table, and it u- upset his daughter, who went to her room and wrote a very long treatise on why that's a hurtful word. And and Damon told the story to a reporter like it was making him look good. He said, you know, I'm not going to use the word anymore after that, after hurting my daughter. And people rightfully criticized him, saying, it's 2021. Why are you using that word at all? You should know better. And then he did try to walk it back by saying, well, we were having a conversation at the dinner table about hurtful words, and I used it in that context. Uh, I, you know, Who knows what the truth is? But the fact that he would even tell this story to a reporter as though it was endearing was kind of shocking. Well, you would balance that with the good works that Matt Damon does, which mm-hmm. could be easily summarized as... He does all kinds of things. hes I mean, he's a known liberal in Hollywood, so hes has a long history of being uh, supportive of the LGBT community. Uh, why he was choosing to use that word at all in any kind of conversation, I don't know. But um, I think he might be one of those people who's a little bit blind to his own prejudices. He, he might not think that he has certain prejudices. Maybe they're in there a little more than he thinks, and that's probably true of all of us. He just happened to tell his to a reporter who reported it to the world. Hidden bias. Yeah, we actually, that talk, that comes up on their talk show. Stick around an hour and you can <laughs> bring up that topic around here, which incidentally, your father says he, can, he, uh, he owns no hidden bias. Right. Okay. <laughs> so so now, you know, now you know some more nonsense. Right. And I don't say. like movies. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, mini review of Netflix Vivo. Yes, this is an animated movie from Sony Animation. It was supposed to go to theaters, but because of COVID, they sold it to Netflix. And Netflix screened it for those of us in the Critics' Choice Association over a month ago, but we weren't allowed to say that we had seen it. It premieres on Netflix today, so I can finally talk about it. Animated film, it's about a kinkachu, you know, one of those little animals, uh, kind of like almost like a monkey-like right, animal. Right, right, right. And yep. uh, it belongs to a Cuban musician, and this musician wants to go to America to tell his long-lost love how he feels about her and deliver a song that he wrote. And the guy dies rather suddenly and unexpectedly, so the pet 
makes a trip from Cuba to America to try to find this woman. It has beautiful animation, songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the genius behind In the Heights and Hamilton, and it tells a really effective story about love and commitment and music and the power that music plays in our lives. So it's called Vivo. It's perfect for the whole family. You'll get completely wrapped up in it. Three and a half stars for that. Debuts on Netflix today. All right. Well, yeah, I thought I heard his voice when in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer after you sent the link. Thank you. And uh, I thought for a moment, but I, d- I didn't give it an additional thought, but this is one of his projects? Yes, he was intimately involved in the crafting the story and the music. He does the voice of the animal, uh, wrote all the songs, and sings most of them. And uh, the songs in this are really, really great. The, the Kinkachu team teams up with this little girl who helps him, and she has a fantastic musical number about a third of the way into the movie that will be in your head for days. Uh, so I really, really love this movie, and we've come out of such a dark time with COVID, and this is a picture that that makes you feel happy, and it lifts you up, and it makes you all warm and fuzzy inside. So if you need that, definitely watch Vivo. It's not just kid stuff. All right, so that's on Netflix and Netflix only. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stillwater, where did you tell me that is, incidentally? Theaters only. Theaters, okay. So we'll wait till that comes out. Uh, I broke this story wide open earlier this week. The Big Red Dog is delayed. Yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog, one of Paramount's big fall movies. They were supposed to release it in September. But now we've got this Delta variant that's spreading, and they're a little worried about box office performance, so they have pulled Clifford the Big Red Dog from its release date next month to an unknown time. And that's triggering a lot of worry in the movie industry as to whether or not we're going to go back to what we saw in 2020, where all these movies get delayed because the numbers keep rising. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. The irony here is that Paramount is still going ahead and releasing its Paw Patrol movie next Friday, which is also aimed at kids and families. So I don't know why they're worried about one and not the other. But uh, hopefully we won't get into a situation where movies get delayed again. Hopefully people will continue to get vaccinated and we'll get those numbers down and be able to keep everything open and functioning, functioning normally. Well, how has this new normal at the box office been going? Well, movies are doing okay. You know, a a lot of them are debuting, like Jungle Cruise, great example, in theaters and on a streaming service at the same time. So what we're finding is that movies have a really big first weekend when all the people who are inclined to go to the theater go, and then they kind of drop off quickly. Uh, Black Widow and F9 are really the only ones that have had any kind of staying power this summer. Other ones have opened big and then done a fast fade. So we're kind of going to need some more work here to keep the theaters bustling, but I think that'll come in time. All right. New movies coming out this week. Vivo and Stillwater are on that. Well, Stillwater's been out for a week or one week, yeah. two. Oh, a week. Uh, other new movies. Only new one opening today is The Suicide Squad. Uh, this is kind of an attempt to reboot these DC characters. There was a Suicide Squad movie a few years ago that was a box office hit, although it was not really very well received by anybody. I thought it was okay, but it uh, didn't really make the impact that it should have. So now they've sort of redone it. They brought in James Gunn, the writer-director of The Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy movies. And uh, this one has great early buzz. It debuts in theaters today, but also on HBO Max. So this is another one of those movies where you have a choice between seeing it in a theater or seeing it at home.
All right, so that's the one movie, Suicide Squad. And since you uh, cover all things entertainment, you found out that Jeopardy seems to be leaning towards one individual as the new host. Right, you know, they've had all these different guest hosts, and they've kind of made us all believe that, you know, one of them might get the job. Well, one of them is apparently getting the job, but it's the least famous of them all. And it appears that Mike Richards, who is already the executive producer of the show, will be the one to fulfill Alex Trebek's role. Uh, He did a two-week stint as the guest host. Uh, people probably didn't know who he was, but, you know, it's kind of unfair. He's the one of the producers of the show, and so he essentially hired himself for the gig. And a lot of people were thinking, well, maybe it'll be LeVar Burton, maybe it'll be Mayim Bialik, maybe it'll be Katie Couric. Uh, and then in the end, they just gave it to the producer. Yeah, I thought Katie Couric was fabulous. I, I could watch her all day long anyway, but, uh, yeah, I thought she, she did. did a good sh- job, yeah. Right. Ken Jennings did a good job. A lot of people thought he would be the one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how Mike does. If ratings fall, he'll be the first to say, oh, my gosh, we have to pull the plug on me. <laughs> right. You know, he'll say, hey, I'm not working out. Thank you so much, Movie Mike. Thank you. Movie Mike McGranahan, sponsored by the Campus Theater when he's on WKOK. And uh, we invite you to do what I do all the time. <laughs> I mean this seriously. I go to aisleseat.com and check out his reviews.